0: Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. The first arrow that I want to give you, because tonight I don't want to title this message Five Arrows. The first arrow, the first principle I want to give you is a principle that I'm trying desperately to live my life by. And it's simply this. Are you ready? Come on, are you ready? Yeah. It's simply this. is that His Word always trumps my feelings. God's Word always trumps my feelings. God's Word, it, it, it supersedes my feelings. God's Word is stronger than my feelings. Come on, somebody, you need to hear that today. Because how many of you know you don't always feel like it, like coming to church? You don't like feel in the blank, whatever that is for you. You don't always feel like coming to church? I don't always feel like coming to church. You don't always feel like lifting your hands in worship? I don't always feel like lifting my hands. You don't always feel like loving your kids? Come on, somebody you don't always feel like loving your enemy you don't always feel like doing the right thing but listen when it comes to principles and how you're going to live your life there has to be a principle in your life that you come to the place where you say god your word is greater than my feelings The fact that you're here tonight proves to you and proves to me, the fact that I'm up here tonight proves that somewhere in your life there has been a priority that God, I'm going to put your word over the way I feel, over the way I've had my week this week, over what's coming this week. God, I'm going to trust your word over my feelings. You see, this is so important and powerful because if not, we will be people that we're just up and down all the time. Come on. Anybody knows someone? They're just always moody. Like always moody. Like everybody has a bad day. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about like every like eight seconds in the day. And it's like a roller coaster. And you know what that is? You know why at times people live like that? Is because they are living their life based on how they feel in the moment. So when I don't feel like it, I'm going to let everybody know and when everything is great I'm the party animal I'm the person that everyone wants to be around and everything is great and everything is awesome but what if there is a different way of living what if there is like a consistent life that God has for you and it is a life where you're you stop second-guessing yourself you stop second-guessing the calling of God on you you stop walking around like you're a victim you stop walking around like you're notorious and you begin to believe that I'm victorious you begin to believe that greater is he that is in me come on are you with me six o'clock i've come up here to preach come on that this word that god has for your life it is powerful the word says this that it is effective god's word is like a double-edged sword and man it penetrates to the heart of humanity let me tell you if you don't have a love for the word of god you are in dangerous territory Come on, let me just talk to the Christians because I love it. Every week we got a lot of people that will come to Brave Church that aren't yet convinced of faith. And I just want you to know, if you're here tonight and you say, well, I'm not a Christian, I'm here because someone invited me. I want you to know, we are so glad that you are here. You belong here. Even if you don't believe, you belong here. We're so glad. So, So you're off the hook. But let me just talk to the Christians for a minute. If you call yourself a Christ follower... And you do not have a relationship with God's Word. You are in danger of becoming anorexic spiritually. Can, can I go there? Because they, they say of the disease anorexia, which is very serious by the way, that when you suffer from that disease, you are more susceptible to diseases and sicknesses of ailments in your body and the reason why is because your body has been stripped of nutrients to give you the strength that you need in order to live a healthy fruitful life it's the same thing for a christian who is trying to live this faith out If you are trying to go to battle, if you are trying to take new ground in your life, if you're trying to go to the next level, if you're trying to live a life of favor and of blessing, and you do not read the word of God, let me tell you something. You are a bony, flock of person and the enemy knows it and the enemy will always bulldoze you over because he says oh there's somebody trying to act like a christian but they're not neutrified in their body i don't even know if that's a real word but we'll go for it and so i'm gonna go after them because i know they're not strong enough to withstand my attack but is there anybody at the six o'clock service who would say god I want some vitamin C of your word in my life. I am ready to go to battle. You see, because here's the thing. This thing called faith is not just a casual walk in the park. Yeah, there are seasons of just favor and fruitfulness. But let me tell you something. Whether you are a believer or not, there is a war going on for your soul. The only difference is this. If you fill your life with the meat of God's word, God says this. I will reposition you. You will be the first and never the... Oh man, you haven't come to preach back. God wants you to understand something. Watch this. Watch, 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 watch this. God wants you to understand something that that He wants to give you all that you need in order to be as strong as you can possibly be. The problem is, watch this, watch. Watch this. This is awesome. It's because of technology. We want somebody to eat the food for us, to go to the gym for us, and we receive the consequences and the benefits of somebody else feeding and working out. I wish to God that I could convince somebody and pay somebody to run from me every single morning and I would be the one who burned the calories come on somebody anybody else feel my pain here today? you know what I'm saying? I'm like, can you, can you imagine? now now, I don't want to pay someone to eat for me because I love that part of life but to but, but the, the send someone to the gym to help me get healthy and to help me get fit can I tell you there is nobody else that can get into God's word for you well then pastor david what am i doing here at church listening to you i'm here to help instruct you and to let you know that that kind of mindset's not going to work i'm here to instruct you and teach you come on or during your lunch break to home tonight to go home tomorrow on your way to work or during your lunch break to crack open the word of god for yourself to say okay Pastor David taught me the importance of this. So guess what? It's Monday. I'm going to the spiritual gym, and I'm about to get pumped. I'm about to get... Come on. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If not, you will constantly live a life of defeat. But because we live in such a technological age, you know what we become? We become podcast junkies. We will listen to 10 messages of 10 different pastors on podcasts, and we are no stronger for it like you'll hear like some things it's like oh that's good oh that's great i'm gonna apply that to my life but can i tell you there is no substitute for you yourself getting into the word of god and dividing these pages i like i've got man i've got pages in this bible right here that are like stained with my tears ain't no other preacher doing that for me come on I'm not doing that for you because there's something about turning this book here and turning to James chapter 3 and I've got some notes here from James chapter 3 and some notes that I've written there as I was reading this and God began to reform me and reshape me. It was an intimacy with God as I was spending time with the Lord in his word. It becomes a principle that his word trumps my feelings, but you will never have the word of God become stronger than your feelings unless you get in the word of God. So, like, why, why do I need to get in the Word of God, Pastor David? Well, a couple of reasons. Psalm 119.25 says this, Revive me, God, by your Word. You ever been discouraged? Come on. Get in the Word of God and watch how you begin to get encouraged just by getting to the Word of God. How, how about this one? Uh, Psalm one, 28. I'm encouraged by your word. It, it's like a pep talk. Sometimes when I get in the word of God, it's like I'm reading. God's like, come on, David, you could do it. Come on, you could climb up on that stage at 6 p.m. Come on, we're making a difference in Miami. Come on, don't you. Come on, don't you quit. When you get into the word of God, it is like God is there and all the angels are there there with their pom-poms. Come on. <laughs> ra, ra, re. Kick him in the knee. You know what I mean? Say like. not going to do the other part of that cheer. That, just, that was from my past. Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 119.37 says this. Give me life through your word. I love this. It says your word is a light that guides my path. You ever got up in the middle of the night like to get, get a drink of water, milk, or to use the bathroom? and You didn't want to turn on the light because it's like you're blinded. And so what you try to do, you try to find your way through your house. And it's like pitch black. Anybody ever do that? Come on. You know what I mean? And then you're walking around, and you thought you had your house memorized, and then you're like, ooh, I stubbed my toe. Then everybody ever like anybody ever been like you're holding your foot like oh. And it, I remember when, when when our kids were babies, and like like I'm trying not to wake the babies up like ow. Oh. You're like you're in pain, and and, and then and then you're trying to walk your way around, and Britain has left the skateboard out. And anybody ever step on some Legos with bare feet? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen to the groans of the people. You know, and and it's it's crazy because. Because the Word of God, Scripture says, it illuminates your path. Some of us in this room, we, we are trying to live our life without the Word of God, without the light. And the enemy knows you have good intentions. But he knows you haven't turned the light on. So he's slipping skateboards all up in your place. The devil's like, oh, there's a skateboard you're trying to you're trying to figure things out in your life and the devil knows you don't read god's word and you're you're living your life based on your feelings so he's like throwing some legos in the living room of your heart And he knows what's going to happen. goes all up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you're stepping all up on those spiritual Legos, all up on those obstacles in your life. And he loves watching you and I dance around in pain because of decisions that we made. Because we didn't have a principle, an arrow in our quiver, an arrow that said, you know what? It's a principle in my life that I'm going to love the word of God. And it's going to be stronger than my feelings. Yeah. So I've decided that the Word of God is going to be stronger than the way I feel. Turn to your neighbor and say, how are you feeling? Come on, tell them. How you feeling? Here's number two. And don't answer them. Just leave them hanging. Just leave them hanging. Just like look at them and nod. Mm. Number two, here's the second principle is this. Um, it's a principle that I'm, I'm learning to really just live by and live on. It's simply this. Everything that I need is in God. Come on, let me just help somebody and let you know that everything that you need is in him. It's not in your success. It's not in your pay grade. Come on. It's not in your accolades. Can I tell you, every accolade and trophy and award is going to end up on a bookshelf somewhere collecting dust. Your completion is not found in success. Your completion is not found in your kids. It's not found in your spouse everything you need is not in your followers it's not in how popular you are everything i need is in god do you know why that's so important because we as humans we are designed for community that's why god gave us the idea of dinner parties that meet all throughout the city yeah because god knew that we would want to do life with other people And so you need community. You need to do life with other people. We are better together. But let me tell you, the more strategic you are with that, the better off you are going to be. Because many of us will gravitate towards relationships that are toxic and not good for us. That's why we have to understand as a principle that everything I need is in God first. I don't need someone else to complete me. You don't need a man to complete you. You don't need a woman to complete you. You don't need affirmation from anybody else. You don't even need your parents to affirm you or your spouse to affirm you. Every single thing you need is in God. Everything. Now, anything else is just icing on top. But let me tell you something. The reason why is because people change. But I've come with good news that we serve a God who never changes. We serve a God who is the same yesterday. You see, if God is not your everything, then that means you have a backup plan. I almost said, ask your neighbor, what's your backup plan? But don't do that. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If, if God is not your everything, then that means you, you, you got another plan that you think is better than God's plan. You know what I've, I, I've learned in my life? I don't have a plan B. That's crazy, isn't it? Like I can tell by the way you're looking at me. You're like, what do you mean, Pastor? That's That's crazy. I know you know what it's, it's called it's called full-on faith yeah. Yeah. like there's no plan B yeah. God everything I have yeah. isn't you yeah. everything that I am is found in you you see the truth is life is tough for anyone and everyone do you know people will stab you in the back like I've had a lot of good friends and I've had a lot of people stab me in the back before big of a deal But when God is your everything, it's not as big of a deal. Because you were something, but you weren't everything. (laughs) And you know what? People will try to be your everything because they want to control you. And it's amazing. People will say about God and say, well, I I just feel like God wants to control me. Well, you're letting everyone else control you. You might as well let the God who controls everything control you. You're going to let him control you. You're going to let her manipulate you. Why don't you just let God... Have a shot of 100 Oh man, I feel that. Saying, God, 100%. I am all in. It's all yours. Yeah. Here's number three. Are you ready? Come on, say, I'm ready. Amen. How about this principle? God, I owe you everything. Yeah. Amen. Not only is everything I need in you, but God, I owe you everything. Like when I think about giving my life to jesus i'll never forget i could go down to south beach and i could show you x marks the spot exactly where i had an encounter with god that it was in that moment where i said god there's no more plan b's i'm yours i've been running i've been stubborn like some of you here and god's been chasing you and god chased me until finally i was exhausted and And it was on South Beach. And God said, are you done trying to do you? And are you ready to give me a chance? And I said, yes, God. I'll never forget it. I never dreamt in my life that I would have two beautiful kids. And that I would have been on staff at one of the greatest churches in Texas and learned under one of the greatest pastors. I never dreamt that I would be your pastor of a life-giving church that is taking Miami by storm. I never dreamt that I would have this opportunity. But can I tell you, it's not because of me. It's not because of my talent it's not because of how good I am everything I have I owe it to Jesus everything that I own is because of Jesus and I'm not ashamed to tell you tonight that Jesus Christ is my everything and everything I owe is to him you see when you get to that place you get to the place like that old song that says that on this ground I stand all other ground is sinking sand God tonight I want you to be the foundation and the principle where I say God I owe it all to you you know what the beautiful thing is is that God does not even expect you to pay him back because he knows you could never pay him back all of us together could not pay God back for how much he loved us and demonstrate his love for us So if we owe him, then why do we owe him if he doesn't want us to pay him back? Because it is just a position of our hearts that say, God, I surrender to you, and I am acknowledging that all that I have is yours. Do you know why I've had no problem giving away two cars? And I'm not talking about like junky cars and a motorcycle, why I have no problem being the in the top three givers of Brave Church because I'm not afraid to give to God because I owe it all to Him anyway. Because I understand that everything I have He's given me. You see, when you get to the place where you say, God, I owe it all to You, that's when we stop having a problem serving. Because God, You gave me a talent. I sing in the shower and nobody hears it but i could bless somebody up on that stage and you can use my talents you think it's your talents not your talent the bible says this god freely gives and he takes away so you have skills and talents you're like well i'm a photographer i'm the one who trained myself and watched all the youtube videos and it's my little finger pushing the button taking all those great pictures god will god will take your finger off come on somebody don't you hide your gift from god god knows how to get it back you know why because all that I have I owe it all to you like do you remember where you used to be and for real after all that God has done for you we're going to try to play games on God and go oh God I don't want to give you that I don't want to surrender like for real like, it's that type of heart where you'll say, God, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll do anything you want me to do, and I'll say anything you want me to say. Why? Because, God, I owe it all to you. And it's not out of a religious act. It's not out of legalism. It is, it is out of this, this heartfelt gratitude to God of realization that everything I have given to me which leads me to the fourth principle I want to give you the fourth arrow that it is a principle that will bless your life more than you ever thought it would and that's simply this number four write this down in your notes it's a principle that says this that I am blessed to be a blessing it's a principle it is a core value of our church that we as brave church we are we are blessed to be a blessing to our community and to our world can I tell you that's why We have no problem saying, you know what? after this coffee shop we're going to take a break just doing projects for us and we're going to turn our attention the rest of 2019 and we're going to look at the world because you know what we built some orphanages in India but there's still some kids that need to be rescued from human trafficking so that little nine year old girls aren't sold into sex slavery so guess what we're going to do because we are blessed in Miami we are going to be a blessing to our world a blessed to be a blessing blessed to be i'm blessed to be a blessing that's why in genesis chapter 12 verse 2 watch this god is speaking to abraham and he says abraham i'm going to make you into a great nation and i will bless you come on yes god Woo, yeah i will make you famous someone's like oh i can hear my instagram followers going up right now and i didn't even have to pay for them come on some of you right there just conviction paying for followers. Dear God, help us. He says this, I will bless you and I will make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. You know what God told Abraham? Abraham, because of your obedience, because you had this heart that said, you know what God, I owe you everything. Because of you, everything I have, acknowledging that it came from you. God says this, because of your heart, Abraham, I want to, I want to make you into a great nation. I want to bless you. Anybody want to be blessed here tonight? He says, "I'm going to make you famous." You know what he's saying? He's not saying famous like celebrity famous. You know what he's saying? I want to do something in your life so significant that everyone in your life, your boss is going to look at you and go, mm, something's different about them. Your coworkers are going to look at you and go, "Hey, man, you're, you're so blessed. You've got so much favor." People are going to notice your life because the favor of God is on your life. That's what he's saying. When the, he's saying, I'll make you famous. He's saying that your kids are going to look at you and say, Mom, there's something different about you. Come on. Your, your parents, young people, your parents are going to look at you and say, there's something different about you. I want what you have. That's what God promised Abraham. And then guess what? I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless you. But watch this. I'm going to teach you something that's going to rock your world. Are you ready? Reason why some of us don't have what we dreamt of and what we pray for is because when we go to God, we're asking God, God, can you bless me? And our hand is like this to God, and God, so God give me, but other people, and it looks like this. So God give me, but then when it's time for you to be a blessing, we're like, I ain't gonna give that away. True. I worked hard for this. They didn't do nine to five, I did nine to five. And like pastors can teach you God's word and principles of God's word. Show you tithing. Show you giving. Show you to be generous out in the city. Show you all kinds of the ways. And listen, let me tell you something. Generosity, the least of it is the tithe. I'm talking about a generous life with your encouraging words. Be a blessing with your generous words. Be a blessing with your generous prayers and audacious prayers. When you, someone asks you, hey, can you pray for me? Don't just pray like some little mamby-pamby prayer. Jesus, just bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, how do you feel? No. Call some audacious prayer down. God, I pray for anointing and fire and provision. I pray that all authority of heaven would be unlocked and unleashed in their life. Let it be said that you're blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but here's the thing watch this come on remember two weeks ago we talked about obedience is the key let me give you another key and it's generosity generosity moves the heart of God let me tell you what generosity generosity helps movements change the world but it helps you be changed too because watch this watch this come on you ready come on say you're ready come on I'm going to make all the people mad who are stingy and that's awesome come on I hope it does watch this watch this you pray god bless me and god's like let me see your hand and god's like okay so god puts in our hand but then he watches what we do with it and it's never about the size of the gift it's about the attitude of the heart I love in scripture where all these rich rulers and Pharisees and religious people were there and this little widow woman came with her little, her little coin and dropped it and everyone's was like, oh, look at that woman Pff. Jesus, did you see what we put in the offering? Jesus, let's get this woman out of here and Jesus like calls her them out and he's like, you guys need to leave because this woman gave more than you'll ever give Because you've got all this wealth and you dropped a little bit, but this is all that she owns. Aren't you so thankful that God doesn't look at the amount, but he looks at your heart? And so God says, let me see your hand. And so we put our hand out and God's like, okay, I'm going to bless you. But like Abraham, I'm blessing you to be a blessing. So then God watches what you do with what he puts in your hand. And the reason why some of us don't have the full favor of God on your life. Oh, you may feel like you have favor because you got a house and your bills are paid, but you haven't fully walked into the full favor of God. It's because then when you get that in your hand, we start going like, we start hoarding. Come on. Some of us are hoarders. Not just in your house with all of your Miami Heralds that you've kept for the last 13 years. But you hoard the blessing. So you know what we do? Oh, thank you, Jesus, for that blessing. That's mine. Sir, that's mine. That's mine. Okay, okay. Jesus, keep blessing me. But man, I'm gonna keep it. Here we go. Literally, here's what some of us do with the blessings of God. Ain't nobody gonna touch my blessing, cause it's mine. And God's like, okay, keep it. But I'm not gonna bless you more. You know what God loves? God loves it when we come. And again don't just get caught up on the finances because that's the least of it God I'm ready to be a blessing And God's like okay and then we give to other people God I'm back come on come on God let's change God you can use me as a funnel a vessel because the last that I saw God doesn't grow in encouragement does not grow on trees declaration prayers do not grow on trees they come from human mouths so god says come on i'm gonna bless you with a good family come on i want you to encourage somebody else that they can have the same thing i healed your body come on i don't want you to hoard your testimony i want you to give that testimony away and what happens is is you begin to pray and god answers your prayers because you are blessed to be a blessing, he gives, and you give, he gives, and then you know what happens. It's a beautiful thing all of a sudden, God begins to give, and scripture comes to life that he gives, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. That you look and you say, But God, my hand's not big enough. And God says, Well, that's why I gave you two. And then God says, You need a bigger wheelbarrow, baby, because you are just a funnel of blessing. Yeah, because what happens is that the Bible says this is that the blessing of God spills off of your life it literally spills off of your life and it affects and blesses the people around you I have literally seen employees at workplaces that their office becomes the most profitable office in their entire company all because they are there See, some of you, want your boss did know is that your business is doing so well because he hired you and the blessing is that on your life and because it's on your life, it is spilling over into the business. You see, the key of revival in our homes is living a life where we say, God, I'm blessed to be a blessing. So, I owe you everything. So, I'm going to give you my time. I'm going to get into your word. I'm going to help fund the vision of this thing called Brave Church. God, everything I have is yours. Here's here's number five. Are you ready to move on? So I'm like, yes, please go. All right, here we go. Here's number five. Number five. Number five. (laughs) Number five. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're almost done. Number five is this. It's a principle you need to live your life by. It's simply this. My personal relationship with Jesus is meant to be made public. That's what these are for just to help you out with that you you know why because we have this misunderstanding that our relationship with jesus is just to be made private because it's personal but your relationship with jesus is personal but it was never meant to become private does that make sense like jesus did not come and die on a cross beaten beyond recognition and die publicly for you and I to keep that private in fact Jesus did not do that so that you and I would be like CIA Christians like just kind of we're just covert can't let anybody know who we are because we might offend somebody pastor but the workplace and i'm not talking about look do not go to work with like wwjd bracelets all up on your arm that's weird you know don't go into your office and bring the biggest bible you can find come on don't be weird if you're gonna be weird don't tell them you go to brave church (laughs) what church do we tell i'll tell you after church just kidding we love all churches don't go up in your office with the biggest Bible and be like I'm sick and tired Revelation chapter 3 Jesus is going to come back in a cloud he's going to be on a white pony people coming back for all his children and no no don't do that come on (laughs) listen 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 you know what he wants? He wants you to be looking for opportunities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to be obnoxious and loud and crazy, but you know what? God, every opportunity that you give me, I'm going to tell people about what you've done in my life. Oh, because you know what? They can't argue with what God has done in your life. he has saved me come on he has set me free he has put my foot on a rock he has restored me he has carried me come on he has done the same for you he has provided he made a way where there was no other way he parted the sea in the wide please look for opportunities what i'm saying is when you look for opportunities and you pray, God, give me an opportunity this week to go public with this thing. That is the craziest. If you ever doubt, like, have you ever felt like God is so far away? Like, man, I feel like, where's God? You're so far away. I don't feel it like I used to. And we, like, go into this, like, just, I want to feel like the goosebumps, like, when I first... No, that's for babies. Come on. Do you want to, you want to to see God how close he really is to you. When you are most discouraged saying, God, show me somebody that I can share my story with. You watch within just a few moments there's going to be an opportunity and you're going to be like, "Oh, snap, God, you weren't too far away to begin with." Do you know why? Because God is so fascinated and infatuated with humanity. He's just looking for one person in Brave Church at the 6 p.m. fire service to say, God, this week will you use me? God, will you help me to encourage somebody? God, send somebody my way and watch what God will do. In an instant, somebody's going to be in your path. In an instant, someone's going to, and you can be there, and you can be Jesus with on." You see, that's why in Matthew chapter 5, as I close, he says this, here's another way to put it, Pastor David told you one way, but here's another way to put it. You are here, Brave Church, in Miami, not on accident, but you are in Miami to be light, bringing out your opinions to all the world, no, it doesn't say that, bringing out the God colors in the world. You see, God is not a secret to be kept. So we're going public with this. I don't know about you, but when I read that, I just read that like the writer of Matthew is getting gangster. He's like, I'm tired of us being wimps. I'm tired of us being ashamed. We're going public with this thing. We're telling the city. We're going to our jobs. We're going to our high schools. We're going to our university. We're going public. And look what he goes on to say. We are a city on a hill, and I'm making you light bearers. You don't think that I'm going to hold you under a bucket and cover you up, do you? No, I'm putting you on a light stand. I'm putting you up on the hilltop, on a light stand so that you can shine. So open up your house. Be generous. There it is. Generous with your what? With your lives. Head to toe. Left to right. Be generous with everything that you have. Because he assumes that when you come to him, God, I owe it all to you. Everything I have is because of you. So he says, be generous with your whole life. By opening up to others, watch this. Oh, I love this. You will prompt other people to open up with God. The generous Father in heaven. That is why the enemy wants you to keep your mouth shut with your testimony. I don't want to offend anybody. No, 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 no. That's the devil making you believe that because he understands when you open up to people, people open up to God. Oh, but pastor, I thought politics and religion don't belong in the workplace. Politics and religion don't, but relationship does. Don't look over here too. Because here's the thing, the greatest thing the enemy, the greatest weapon you have that the enemy cannot stop is your testimony. That's why scripture says this, and I'm going to close, that we overcome by the word of our testimony. Pastor David, what's my testimony? That's like a church word. Here's what that means. By the story of what God has done in your life. We overcome. Let me say this. Not only do people open their hearts, but every time you tell someone what God has done for you, you just overcame something. Even if you didn't even see what you just overcame, you overcame something. I don't even know what it is, but I know every time that I open my mouth and speak the word of God, boom! I just beat the devil at something. And I may not even know it, or maybe I do, but is there anybody here tonight that you would say, I'm ready to overcome every giant"? Come on. Give God a shout praise today Jesus tonight We honor you, and God, we ask you to help us with these principles, these arrows. God, I pray that these arrows would be weapons in every hand in this room, that we would pull it back in the bow of the Holy Spirit, God, and we would begin to launch these into every area of our life. God, I pray that every single arrow principle that we spoke about, God, that we would begin to try to work this into the fabric of our lives, because God, we know one thing. know that we overcome by principles that are built on your word so God we're going to trust your word over our feelings God we're going to declare that we owe everything to you and because of you God tonight we we're just going to accept the challenge that you know what we're going to go public with what you've done in our heart God we're going to take invites whatever the, the 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 that you choose to use us in. But God, I pray that this week you would send people strategically to us and that we would be looking for opportunities not to share our opinions, but to share what you have done in us. God, we just come against the lie of the enemy with the same that would convince somebody here tonight. Well, you're not perfect. If you talk about God, they're going to see how you mess up and how you slip and they're going to call you a hypocrite. You're not worthy to talk about God. We just rebuke that in Jesus' name. We don't ever claim to be perfect, but we serve a God who is perfect. So if we declare the word and we trip up and fall and fail, we're going to get back up again and declare the word of God again. We're going to get up again. We're going to get up again. We're going to get up again and we know that we are overcoming the enemy in Miami. Devil, we're coming for you this Easter. We declare revival in Miami. We declare freedom in Miami and we thank you that you've called us to it and we give you praise. If you're here tonight and you would say, Pastor David, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Can I tell you that that is the greatest thing that you will ever do? And you're here tonight and you say, would you pray for me? tonight I need to say yes to Jesus tonight I need to ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins with every head bow and every eye closed if that is you tonight and you would say Pastor David I need to surrender my life to Jesus Christ the thought may cross your mind well I've got to get my life straight first no 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 if we could get our life straight Jesus never needed to come you can't fix you You've been trying, and it's not worth. That's why Jesus came. So tonight is the perfect opportunity for you to say, I surrender. I give you control. I allow you in the driver's seat. And I'm going to trust you with my life. I don't have all the answers. I don't have it all figured out. Yeah, I'm still working junk out in my life. I'm still working through the mess. But I'm going to trust you, Jesus. I'm going to trust you to work this mess out. Can I tell you? of your failures or your mess in fact he loves to get in the mud with us so your pastor would you pray for me tonight I need to say yes to Jesus if that's you would you lift your hand across this room I want to pray with you yeah yeah thank thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you yeah thank you you can put it right back down thank you yeah come on can we all pray this prayer tonight out loud especially those of you who raised your hand but everyone in this room say Jesus today I ask you to forgive me of every sin tonight i ask you to be my lord and savior i thank you for loving me i thank you for forgiving me i thank you jesus for dying on the cross for my sins from this night forward i commit my life to you use me this week my life is yours in jesus name amen and amen come on there have been so many people today come on can we give god praise tonight For we have new family members coming home. Come on, can we just get a little more excited for what God is doing? Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.